Uh, John, you can't hear it probably, but there's a guy outside my window here singing popular 90s boy band songs. I cannot hear this. No, can we go and listen to him? Oh, no, you can't hear him. He's singing, tell me why ain't nothing but a heartbreak. Oh, I feel... He's been doing it all afternoon. He's been doing it for days, in fact. But well, I just that just one song, now. just Backstreet Boys. <laughs> he, he's changing songs, to be fair to him. This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This is Sheer Isolation. I am John in my usual spot in Cricklade, and uh, my friend Kieran Moore is psyching himself up. He is in Trowbridge, but with an unfamiliar backdrop. I am in Trowbridge Town Hall's cinema room. Cinema room, John. Can you see that? So what's your usual capacity if if you're going to have a sellout cinema booking? 80 is our capacity, and we've sold that out the last two weeks running with Secret Spitfires. So that's been sold out for the, the film all about the creation and building of Spitfires in Trowbridge. So the purpose of this show, for people who are unfamiliar with us, is to highlight and promote the music and art scene across the west of England. We've both had very busy weekends, Kieran. Let's let's hear about your Friday and your Saturday nights. So my Friday, <laughs> Friday night, we had John Gom in Trowbridge, the first gig at Emmanuel's Yard, and it was an unmitigated success. It was absolutely fantastic. The staff were great. The venue was great. John loved it. The support band was Lost Trades. They were great. They loved it. And then Saturday night, did it all again, but in Swindon with Salem at the Victoria. We had 117 in, I think. Uh, again, everybody got paid. I made a little bit of profit on that, so I was very happy. Just an all-round wonderful weekend. Music is definitely back. People are definitely back, and it's wonderful. So for me on Sunday night, you, you'll remember our guest a few weeks ago, Alan Pettifer, who was talking about yes. uh, starting the Crudwell Music Group. And uh, I yeah. did say he was taken ill. What actually happened is that he, um, he had had a heart attack mid-performance. Oh, God. Um, so he couldn't attend. Um, no, he is recovering. But, but um, myself and, and um, Alison Huswick, previous guest, and a couple of others, we filled in. The show went on. Um, had a capacity of about 40. It was a very civilised affair. So uh, guitarists and singers... But the crowd were completely silent all the way Aww, through. Lovely. And uh, the, the venue is lovely. So it's the Pettifer's um, Hotel in Crudwell, which is between Monsbury and Sirencester. They've really kitted the place out, considering last time I went there, which was a few years ago. It is absolutely lovely in there. And they've got dedicated venue room as well. So they want to get more music going, which is always nice oh. to hear. That is wonderful. I'm delighted. And, I'm you know, best wishes to Fallon to get himself better. So... Anyway, uh, we're going to be talking a lot about the uh, pump rooms in Trowbridge uh, in the show, aren't we? That's no. true of our, our guest as well, who is Rosie Upton. Yes. Who we'll talk about um, in the following link. But so she'll be telling us some of her memories of the pump room in Trowbridge. But it's probably time we went on to a track. I've chosen a band called Fly Yeti Fly, and it's a track of theirs called Heads Above Water. The reason I've chosen this band is because they they approached me a few weeks back and said, oh, we would like to host our Christmas album launch gig in December. Could we use the pump? And I said, I'd be delighted to host you. That'd be amazing. They've sold, I think, well, they've sold out. They've sold 65 tickets. Um, the capacity is 70, but they've got a few guest lists. 65 tickets sold. It's not until December. We probably, looking at these figures, probably could have got, done a venue twice size 120 but they've said no we want to play the we want to play the pump specifically we want to sort of look after the pub they've been having a hard time let's get a full house in let's have an amazing experience fly yeti fly there are local sort of folk bands that say local they live on a narrowboat and they are can be local to many places <laughs> but quite 
big within the narrowboats community. So this is a song called Heads Above Water, incidentally. Um, perhaps something to do with canals, who knows? The world that's outside, I know that it's crumbling down. They all lied, they hijacked the hearts and the minds of the time. Now we're falling in line just to keep our heads above water. Come out of the rain, you carry the weight of a runaway train. In a world that refuses to put on the brakes before it's too late, gotta keep. Our heads above water Take my hand And follow me down to a faraway land Where we can escape to a place we can go Where nobody knows gotta keep Our heads above water You're fixing a hole in the roof yet again All this work takes its toll But you do it for love for the ones you hold dear We're just trying to get clear Gotta keep our heads above water Take my hand and follow me down to a
So that track is Heads Above Water from Fly Yeti Fly. And Kieran, from what you were saying previously about um, them having this uh, gig and, and you could have sold it twice, why not do two shows? You know what? I might put that to them and see what they think. Um, if, if they want to do two shows, that is very, a very distinct possibility. So they've sold out on a Friday night, so I'm sure they can do very well on a Saturday. I'm assuming we're not going to have product placement this week because you are not at home. Well, John, to assume makes an ass out of you and me. I do that no, very often. Ass. So I've got something controversial, John. I've got a CD. It's controversial because everyone's buying vinyl these days. Nobody buys CDs. You're such a hipster. I know. I'm going to go to CD day in a few years. <laughs> this is the new Modest Mouse album. And I bought it on CD because I own the rest of their back catalogue on CD. And I didn't want to have one vinyl and a gap on my CD shelf. So I bought it on CD for that, that sole reason. Uh, and because it's moderately cheaper. Um, if you if you like Modest Mouse, it's a fantastic album. It's certainly better than their last one, which was a real left field turn for their sound. This is a really electronic, actually. Um, apparently, it hasn't done very well compared to previous records. I think it's brilliant. I absolutely love it. And certainly better than the last one, real return to form for me. But yes, I bought a CD, John, an actual CD, and it's like day glow, really bright. Can we move on to this week's guest then? Let's move on to this week's guest, Rosie. So yeah, this week we were talking to Rosie Upton, who's telling us a little bit about the Trowbridge uh, pump rooms. I, I hadn't met Rosie until well, um, until I had a chat with her. So did you want to give us a bit of background on on who she is? Yeah. So Rosie, um, she, Rosie is one of the original members of the pump from when it got the grant funding in the very early noughties from the lottery. Um, her and her husband, Pete, there was a few other people, John Alderslade and a few others that formed this new group and this new committee. She was one of those founding members. She ran and programmed the Friday Folk, which was the like the big acts they invited from out of town on the scene. And she she programmed and organised all of that. Um, it's got a very big history of traditional folk music within the country. But what we're trying to do with the new committee is give it a slightly broader reach. So opening it out to modern singer-songwriters, perhaps um, some world music, anything that fits the acoustic-y vibe music can go in. doesn't have to be trad folk. Knit your own breakfast folk, that's what I call it. <laughs> cool. Well, um, I started by asking Rosie just to kind of rewind and, and tell us about her first, first experiences of, of the pump. So we'll, we'll start there. My first visit to the village pump would have been in the early 1970s uh, when I was a student in Bristol. And I think the club opened initially in about November 1970. It booked some of the leading acts in folk music, including some of the well-known Bristolian folk singers. And uh, I would go over there to uh, some of the club nights, which were always brilliant. It was um, quite unique, a, a small, intimate venue. It had a gallery which was later extended, a little pot stove, which used to belch a lot of smoke into the room, not ideal for a music venue. And the stage was an old hay cart, which was, um, you had to clamber up on to perform, which I could do in those days quite easily, because I was a lot smaller, a lot thinner, and a lot younger. Uh, I'm not sure that the hay cart would be ideal now. I'm, I'm sure you could if you wanted to. I can see you've got some um, instruments behind you there. So are you still? Um, do you still go around the folk clubs? Those aren't my instruments. Um, I used to play guitar. I wasn't that bad a guitarist, but I then married someone who was a much better guitarist, 
and um, I gave up playing the guitar. Behind me is a mandolin and a fiddle because uh, Pete McGregor, my partner who plays guitar, also plays mandolin, fiddle and flute. Oh, that's a, that's a shame to hear that you, uh, you, you kind of packed this up, but hey, I suppose but I everyone sing. has to move on. <laughs> and I, I get a lot of bookings just as singing traditional folk songs unaccompanied. In fact, I've just heard that I'm going to be doing a charity concert in Coventry at the end of this month for cancer research. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So um, you, you've painted the picture there about the, the Trowbridge Pump Room and, and what it was like back, back in the 70s. So how has it evolved over the decades? Well, at the moment, it has been shut, although uh, hopefully Kieran is going to get a license from what was the brewery who owned the building. But uh, it has changed a lot over the years. The gallery was extended. The gallery now has raked theatre seating. We got a grant back in about 2005 from the National Lottery and also some money from Trowbridge Town Council to give us money to put a new roof on the building because it was a bit leaky. So we installed a new roof and insulation. We repainted the walls white. Uh, We installed uh, what at the time was a state-of-the-art sound system and lighting and uh, a small stage not a hay cart. <laughs> so, so who is this we that you're referring to? Is, was there a, a I'm talking to group a group uh, called the Friends of the Village Pump. Uh, now, initially, back in 2004, John Alderslade approached myself and Pete and a few other people who'd been involved in the original Village Pump, uh, including Pat Drinkwater, known as Paddy. In fact, it was Pat Drinkwater who started the Village Pump back in November 1970 and we we got together and we set up a committee the friends of the village pump and we obtained a 10-year lease from Wadworth's brewery for the building on the assumption that we would carry out various repairs to the building which as I said we got grant aid to do and um, we started booking guests uh, on a Friday night for folk music top well-known national and international guests as well as local performers because when we set up the village pump in 2005 once we got the lease with Wadworths we felt it was important to encourage all sorts of music not just folk music so various local bands and musicians and groups used to hire the village pump for events on other nights other than our Friday folk night. So for people who aren't familiar with Trowbridge, I've got the impression now that it's, it's this lovely um, old building that, that's been, I wouldn't call it rack and ruin, I guess, but it, it's kind of fallen down a bit and it's been propped back up a bit. So it, it sounds like we're about to go through another cycle of renovation. And I know Kieran's been speaking about this quite a lot. He is quite excited about the, the potential of the pump room. I guess you're, you're, you're kind of watching this. Are you still are you involved with Kieran on this? Probably not so much to do with the building, but I would like in the new year, hopefully fingers crossed that covid will go away or at least some semblance of normal life will return and i would like to sort of get involved in continuing the friday folk which we were doing fortnightly until just before covid overtook things and we um no longer had the lease with wadworths so uh, i would hope to continue in 2022 with some folk events there and I've already been approached by a number of performers and I've also approached some of my favourite performers.
such as Rob Johnson, uh, a left-wing songwriter and singer from Brighton, Sally Ironmonger from, uh, from the southeast of England, Pete Morton, a singer-songwriter who is now based in London but comes from Leicester originally, uh, and they're all very keen to uh, be booked to perform there, but also to have um, open mic nights as well. So I think it's going to be an exciting prospect. And I know that Sheer Music are going to be doing some amazing things there uh, and getting younger people involved because quite frankly, I'm getting quite old now. And <laughs> I think it's important that young people re-establish the pump as uh, a really dynamic music venue. And I think Trowbridge needs that. Well, I think the yeah. whole of the Southwest needs that. Well, in- indeed, yeah, I-, I think what we're seeing is now that we're coming, or now that we've we've finished with our lockdowns and people are starting to get back out and about, I, I've seen a few folk clubs which which had wound up have started again, like Minchin Hampton Folk Club and one in Swindon as well. So this seems like an ideal time to kind of get get the cogs in motion again. And, and also, Kieran's said quite a lot. I, mean, I know he's a big advocate for, for Trowbridge music, but he is saying that there's a real resurgence in in live music and a really um, appreciative crowd in Trowbridge as well. So are you seeing that? Would you agree? I am in certain circumstances, and I've been to quite a few clubs that have reopened, but I think there is still a reticence amongst some people within the community now that we've got another surge in COVID cases. And I would say for all the clubs that have reopened, and there are quite a few, probably another two clubs have not reopened as yet. So I still go to a lot of uh, Zoom sessions every week. To clubs that haven't as yet reopened. Going to go back again to um, to the pump rooms and, and maybe go back to like the 70s and 80s. Were there any particular nights that really sort of stuck in your brain, uh, in your head as being like a, an excellent performance, excellent night? Well, going back to the very early nights, Keith Christmas, who was a very popular act back then, and local bands like the Pigsty Hill Light Orchestra based in Bristol, were really good, as were at festivals, the Tanner Hill Weavers. I think it was the third ever festival we held in the garden of the village pump back in about 19... I can't remember the year. Anyway, I think it was the third village pump festival. We were still meeting in the garden of the village pump and we had the Tanner Hill Weavers and uh, they were really fantastic. Very drunk though. Um, But then in those days, people did drink a lot more than they do today. I think the performance that really stands out was the night that Stefan Grappelli came to the pump. And that was a really amazing night. But then there have been other nights, you know, we've had people like um, Maddie Pryor from Steel Ice Fan. More recently, we've had Show of Hands. All these events I'm mentioning, they were packed out and um, standing room only uh, had to turn people away. So there have been some phenomenal nights there, but Stefan Grappelli uh, is probably the most memorable that I can think of. And I do want to mention John Alderslade because it was John Alderslade who, with Paddy Drinkwater and Alan Bryars, who, as part of a group they had called Stone Gallows, really initially established the Village Pump as a great music venue. And John, of course, now lives in Wales, But uh, I think if it hadn't have been for John Alderslade in 2004, suggesting to myself and Pete, hey, why don't we get together and reopen the village pump? And why don't we approach Wadworth's, the brewery, and see if they'll accept us again, that um, it it wouldn't have happened. So um, 
a tribute to John Alderslade. It's about time then that we um, moved on to the tracks. We invite all our guests to, to pick a track. Now, you have mentioned um, Sally Ironmonger, and this is one of her tracks, isn't it? Do you want to tell us why you picked this one? It is. I love Sally Ironmonger. She's also accompanied by her partner and guitarist, who is a very br- brilliant guitarist, Brian Carter. And um, they're a duo based in um, the southeast of England. And they are great entertainers. They're very funny, but they're also very political. And um, some of their tracks are entertaining, but also have a very serious point to make. Uh, They're also quite left wing, uh, which suits me. And um, I I just find them entertaining, brilliant musicians. I've spent quite a lot of time this summer at various festivals. I've actually attended in person with Sally and Brian, and they are very keen to come back to the pump, which Sally said is one of her favourite venues in the UK. And in fact, when I've been at festivals this summer, professional musicians I've been talking to have said, what a great venue. It's one of our favourite venues. And a lot of them have used shots taken in the Village Pump for their publicity. Um, so uh, every now and again, I'll see a poster with a backdrop of the Village Pump. But Sally Ironmonger, love her. Utterly brilliant. Oh, those treasured islands Cross oceans far and wide Some may call it paradise But it's where the pirates hide Not like the ones from days gone by But still a motley crew And they should fly the skull and crossbones Cause that's what pirates ought to do There's no Captain Hook, no yo-ho-ho As these pirates lie and cheat Cause the bastard sons of Blackbeard Now they walk down Threadneedle Street These suited, booted buccaneers Have treasure buried deep Golden jewels and pension funds They steal while we're asleep And they don't need no cutlasses To protect their precious hoard They just make a donation And get a nice seat in the Lords There's no Captain Hook, no yo-ho-ho As these pirates lie and cheat Cos the bastard sons of Blackbeard Now they walk down Threadneedle Street Now every day at 8am they alight the tuba bank And though we only know the half of it They should be made to walk the plank Those tax evading asset stripping crocodiles That cut us to the bone Give them all the black spot And send them down to Davy Jones There's no Captain Hook, no yo-ho-ho As these pirates lie and 
the bastard sons of Blackbeard. Now they walk down Threadneedle Street. Oh, those treasured islands, cross oceans far and wide. Some may call it paradise, but it's where the pirates hide. Not like the ones from days gone by, but still a motley crew. And they should fly the skull and crossbones, cause that's what pirates ought to do. There's no Captain Hook, no yo-ho-ho, as these pirates lie and cheat. Cause the bastard sons of Blackbeard, now they walk down Threadneedle Street. Yes, the bastard sons of Blackbeard, now they walk down Threadneedle Street. And it's down Threadneedle Street, where the treasure is buried deep. Down Threadneedle Street, down Threadneedle Street. Down Threadneedle Street, where the treasure is buried deep. Oh, Threadneedle Street, down Threadneedle Street. So that track is Threadneedle Street. It's by Sally Ironmonger and Brian Carter. So that's the choice of uh, of Rosie, who is our guest. And uh, she's hoping that they are going to be attending the Trowbridge Village Pump when it reopens and when they can start getting the Friday night sessions going again. Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to hosting them. I will, we'll have them back with open arms. Brilliant. Where do you find it? Well, I'm glad you asked, John. Because well, you weren't we've got a tell brand me if I didn't new ask. website. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a brand new website. Um, the website is thepumptrowbridge, all one word, .co.uk. So the Pump Troy Bridge, UK. that'll take you there. Um, and you can see all of the posters, all of the upcoming gigs. And it's all terribly exciting. Uh, just a little bit of news I think we'll talk about because we've already spoken a lot and we're probably going to run out of time very, very quickly. But um, with the music industry waking up and with venues reopening, did, um, I, I did read an article about how there's far less people employed in the music industry than there were, say, two years ago. D- yeah. Does that mean there's a bit of a recruitment issue getting people back into the industry to, to fill in the, the as, as venues are reopening? Absolutely. I'm seeing a hell of a lot of that on the there's lots of groups on Facebook, which you can join if you are a like a budding sound engineer. There's lots of like UK touring crew and UK theatre crew. They are chock a block at the moment with people advertising jobs. Um, I won't go too much into the politics of it because it does get a bit sort of political not not politics like labor tories but more political like between organizations and between people and standards and expectations but um yes there's a lot of jobs out there particularly if you want to get some experience there's loads of stuff out there um i think shows are happening but i think a lot of them are happening on reduced crew so it's taking longer get in and out and perhaps when it comes to the show itself there might be one tech where there should be two like a separate lighting and sound engineer there might only be one doing both or whatever so yeah um, there is definitely opportunities if you want it sounds like a good opportunity for students as well looking to get a bit of experience i think to be honest that's the way the industry has been going for a few years now where it is student based um, I think long people that have been in the industry a long time because of covid probably found themselves in stable employment elsewhere for example delivering Sainsbury's you know driving the trucks or whatever they've not necessarily gone back to the industry 
you know, now they've reached a certain point in their life and they've gone, actually, I quite like having my weekends and my evenings. I don't mind, you know what I mean? And it's, so perhaps there's a bit of that at play. Um, it's definitely a, a young person's game. The technology has advanced so quickly. A lot of these people are doing the technology at college and they're going straight out into the workplace and that technology is there. And some, again, some of the people who have been doing it many, many, many years haven't necessarily kept up with the technology advances or don't enjoy the technology advances or whatever. Yeah, that's that, that hit really close to home. <laughs> if you ever want to come play on my digital desk john you're more than welcome to if you want to get in touch with us sheer isolation at gmail.com that's sheer with two e's or our website is www.sheerisolation.co.uk get in touch with us send us music, music videos any news or any gigs you got coming up do let us know cool kieran i should probably let you get back to work and uh, ah. we will be back same time same place next week thank you for listening goodbye Ciao.